Welcome to Koinonia Podcast. We exist to engage the church with edifying biblical discussion that is relevant to our local church in our world today. Let's tune in in today's episode. I want to welcome you back to Koinonia Podcast. My name is Brent, and I serve as lead pastor of Steel Valley Church, located in Youngstown, Ohio, and this fine gentleman. Greetings. My name is David Suarez, and I am a now graduated a pastoral apprentice. You're growing right? up. I am. I am. I'm growing up. Yes. Fly in the nest. Amen. Well. Still floating. <laughs> Learning yeah. to fly. Yeah. Just floating right now. <laughs> Falling with style. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Aren't we all, though? Amen. Aren't That's we true. All? Sanctification at its finest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's so right. we're really happy to uh, have you listening with us as we're kind of wrapping up a little mini-series um, of exposition and how to contextualize the, the Bible to our world today without stripping it of its context or the cross. And so the main thing that we want to cover in this last episode of this mini-series is simply application. Oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we apply it? But it's it's not it's not necessarily an oof. Like this is yeah. the whole reason yes. why you want to dive into scripture. Mm-hmm. You you want to contextualize. And this is that process of contextualization. Mm-hmm. Like we should be excited. Amen. We're gonna apply the text. Um and so when you think of application, David. Yeah. What comes to your mind? Maybe some bad examples. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, maybe some good ones. Yeah. So most of my life, the reason I said oof is because most of my life, <laughs> application of scripture, the way I've heard it presented, is pretty poor. Yeah, I'm talking piecemeal practice. Okay, right. Uh, you see this verse that says. Uh, I know the things I have for you, uh, plans to prosper. And it's like, well, that verse in Jeremiah, is that for us? And people just shout and say, yeah, that's for us. That's for us right now. And I'm like, slow down there. Hold your horses. That can't be right. Isn't there like a historical narrative? Historical narrative? What are you talking about? You, know, in- <laughs> you Bible heads. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you scholars, yeah. pharisaical scholars. So yeah. I most of my life, I've seen a lot of piecemeal practice and parsing out of, of the scripture. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, uh, especially since I've come here, I've seen proper application of the scripture in practice, right? Uh, after, after we hear the scripture, then we learn about principles that still apply. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, turns out that I can read the scripture and learn a principle yeah. that I can still apply to today. Yeah. So my mind has been changed, but I'm still trying to alter the way that I think about application, mm-hmm. given my past had not the most clear application of yeah. scripture. Yeah. So your your past primarily was like within like the Assemblies of God, mm-hmm. um, uh, Pentecostalism, and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, and and that's that's unfortunately something common uh, in that realm. I mean, we won't get into denominations yet. That'll yeah. be for a later, later. <laughs> series in this yep. in this uh, in this podcast. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of that, um, 
and unfortunately even like religions start on poor application of scripture you know mm-hmm. different different groups yes. uh, will form even within protestant denominations mm-hmm. so but we'll get into that later um application can be daunting at times and i think the the dauntingness of application comes simply uh from people un unsure of how they're reading the text it, like is their world informing the text or is the the world of which it was written informing yes. the text yes so there's a yeah. lot of things that we kind of like does this apply right now um today and some people will text me as a pastor saying you know what do i think about this and what do i think about that and i immediately i, I don't even consider the world today mm. always go back to context amen and so how do the how do the the building blocks from this mini series of exposition how do those um how are they helpful in establishing a good sound rooted application mm-hmm. for uh, our world today how does how does all the pieces connect from the first time we met in this ep- these yeah. episodes. Yeah, I mean, right, we wanted to consider the original context, right? So, the audience. The audience. The audience to whom it was, you know, primarily written. Yeah. Who was that audience? The recipients. You know, yeah. so we have to think about those recipients. And then after we consider that, mm-hmm. then we have to consider the theological reflection, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen the audience. Now, how does it point to our Lord? How does it point to Christ? How does it point to his life, his ministry? Oh. Uh, what is what's the theological significance of it and that theological reflection mm-hmm. but then after we point to the cross we do have to consider all right now that we've seen how it points to christ we don't just close the book right mm-hmm. uh, because we do know the bible is the living breathing mm-hmm. scripture right yeah. that it is it is truly god breathed and profitable for rebuking and correcting and teaching and training up you know men in righteousness so how do we do that part? That, 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 that last part yeah. right there. How do we naturally, yeah. naturally flow that from theological reflection? And what you're saying is simply that in order to do that well, you have to do your exegesis mm-hmm. well. Yep. You have to reflect on the cross of how it, how it connects to redemptive history, that thread through Scripture yep. that sure. is central mm-hmm. to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, it is central to the gospel, the person and work of Jesus Christ. And so there's all those things to consider, which can be daunting to um, an everyday reader mm-hmm. and everything like that. And so what we're not trying to do is complicate things. Yeah, I don't want anybody to be listening and say, well, this is like super complicated. Um I, I'm not cut out for this work. I mm. I barely have more than 15 minutes a day to read the Bible, and mm. you're telling me to learn about the original context of what Paul's writing in Romans. So um, this is just uh, this isn't practical for for my setting and everything like that. And so I think what sometimes people do is that they go to, um, I've seen a, a picture on, on social media of like 911 Bible verses that say <laughs> like if you're, if you're going through loss or if you're going through grief, like call this Bible number, this Bible verse number, and it would be a psalm or something like that. And I'm not saying that those 
911 Bible verse numbers are ripped out of context. I'm sure that they can uh, certainly encourage people who are going through grieving, who are going through loss. Mm -hmm. But what we what we miss out on is we treat the Bible as our little advisor to yeah. to give us what we want and what we need. And so what what tends to happen is we treat the the Bible as like our gas station to to fuel up rather than a book of life transformation mm-hmm. where like when we go to Psalm 91 which talks a lot about the shelter of the Lord. Yeah. When we realize the the original things going on in David's life in that period of time, not only do we find the encouragement from that 911 Bible verse mm-hmm. little list, but we also find that David's situation was really difficult. Yeah in its original context, Mm -hmm. what he was going through was a serious struggle. Um, And, and what it, what that will do is bring perspective to maybe the sufferings of the cross where Jesus literally laid his life down and died. Mm -hmm. And it, it brings this robust encouragement to our lives rather than this little, little pick me up it becomes this a way and a means of transforming you so that it sticks, it doesn't run dry, mm-hmm. and it, it stays in your mind and your heart that everything is going to be okay. And the more yeah. that I think that you do like an ex- expository journey through Scripture and studying the context and studying and reflecting on the cross and then applying today, when you put yourself last in that whole process, your needs, your wants, your desires, when you put that last and consider what somebody else's situation was, that's where you you will have to rely less upon that 911 Bible verse. Exactly. Because it's something that sticks with you. It transforms you. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Um, and even if you're if there's any skeptics listening on the episode, like it sounds like way too over my head. Um, I would challenge any any listener to to try it. Mm-hmm. Try it for six months. You know, maybe maybe uh, you know three to six months of really studying context, thinking about how it applies or how it contextualizes to the cross, and then how it contextualizes today. What I think people will find is just profound, deep encouragement mm. that nothing in this world could ever steal or rob from them. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And and that's really helpful, right? We live in a culture where we want everything to be rather instantaneous. Mm-hmm. We want quick pick-me-ups. Yes. And that's developed our entire understanding and framework of what it means to feel content. Mm-hmm. Uh, contentment is the manifestation of a bunch of happy little smiles, Mm -hmm. temporary little Mm pick-me-ups. So the difficulty is that our cultural context today makes it difficult for many people to consider slowly parsing out meaning. Yeah. (laughs) That's like wild to people. That's a really good point. That's an anti-TikTok concept, right? (laughs) Very much so. We don't have the old 10 to 15 second tweet. Oh, I I feel encouraged for 10 to 15 second tweet. And then they go to the next video. And again, what you're saying is something that is quite biblical. The Lord desires in the Old Testament. 
he desires that his people have the have the law written on their hearts. Yeah. Right. Uh, and not just hearts of stone, but but living hearts. That's the whole point, right? The Holy Spirit gives people living hearts, mm-hmm. hearts of flesh. So we want people to make an active lifestyle alteration because that's what the Holy Spirit does, yeah. right? He he enables people to live. So in this process, we want people to consider not just going to a gas station and you know putting some fuel for a little bit, but maybe letting the entire car be changed, right? <laughs> let let your whole car be changed to a completely different fuel. Or maybe you have like a perfectly solar powered car, yeah. uh, you know, that yeah. wherever the sun is, your car is fueled. Yeah. And by the way, you can't escape the sun, right? So yeah. <laughs> even at nighttime, the light is still reflecting off the moon from the sun to well, like, you. Well, according to Elon Musk, he That's said that point. there is not enough solar energy or surface, surface area on a car to mm-hmm. actually power it. That's true. That's so true. Which is why we need that, a, a, a perfect Christ example where we have the, the infinite. <laughs> we need a new car. We need an eternal mm. Amen. Amen. There we go. That's that's an advertisement right there. <laughs> that's yeah. the advertisement we need. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. that really will help people, though. Yeah. Uh, just changing the way you look at Scripture into uh, real alterations in yourself. Yeah rather than small reminders of the goodness of God, yeah. rather just simply knowing mm-hmm. the goodness of God, yeah. right? Uh, just know, resting, resting in that truth. I guess what we're trying, correct me if I'm wrong, David, what we're trying to do is, is not just get people, like our culture can sometimes look as like, okay, I need the situation to be changed. Mm-hmm. And we're not we're not saying that scripture can't change a situation or mind mindset or a framework in in a situation. But what we're saying is like, stop. We need to stop looking at the Bible as like a a situation changer, but a complete life changer. There we go. Like, yes, it, it's so much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. It it can completely transform our lives. Not just a situation, not just to get you through to the next step or, or get you out of your comfort zone. It it will accomplish that. Yes. However, it will accomplish so much more. Exactly. And sometimes people, I, I think most, most people, um, who, who aren't, like proficient with like context and everything like that um aren't able to experience the beauty of that Mm. reality yes sadly very sadly yeah yeah but but then you know i guess the difficulty can be uh communicating application to others because we do want to be a body and when we read scripture and we feel that there's a meaningful application we want to communicate that to others, mm-hmm. right? So how can we do that in a way that's not the kind of, you know, Facebook level or TikTok yeah. level? Hey, just so you know, this verse is, again, verses are encouraging. Individual verses have helped me through seasons of life. So I'm not saying mm-hmm. that these little, you know, pockets and parts of scripture can't be helpful. They yeah. can be. Yeah. But if we wanted to have a meaningful life change, yeah. How can we talk to others about the application of Scripture? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, can, how can I go to someone who I know is struggling and let the Scripture speak to them in a meaningful way, not just in a temporary pick-me-up kind of way? Yeah. How, how can I do that on, a, on the personal, practical level? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's tough. That's the tough part for me. Yeah. Because I'm afraid of going right back to what I was used to as a kid. Honestly, if I'm honest, yeah. that, that's what I keep on fearing in my head. Yeah. Uh, that I'm going to make a mistake with that. Yeah. And wrongly interpret and contextualize a text. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, <clears throat> that's my fear week to week, you know, is, uh, yeah. is preaching, you know, but yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of responsibility that we, we have to, to tease out like it, it say you have this passage, it's 20 verses in, in the passage to really understand what is that, what are those 20 verses arguing? Mm. And based on that argument, how does that, <clears throat> how, how is the cross in view in different, in different snapshots? Yeah. Um, how is Jesus in view? How, what is the good news? Um, how does that challenge a believer, a non-believer and everything like that? And taking that argument, everything that we apply and contextualize to get today is carried along by an argument. Mm. And so for me as a preacher and, and I've seen this in my life, even done very poorly um, with, with members of of my family in in a different season of life, um, which had profound effects on me uh, being a younger Christian. But what we do is, is to protect ourselves from contextualizing wrong we have to pay attention to the original, the original arguments mm. of the passage. Yeah. When we get that argument right, we are going to be able to contextualize right. There's no other way about it. That makes sense. Because you're taking the original argument, the reason Paul wrote to this church, the reason why Peter wrote this, uh, is all centered around that argument, carrying that argument through, through redemptive history and then to our lives today Mm. and i think that it's really important to get that argument right you know yeah and when i get that argument right or to what i think is is right sometimes it can be a little bit off or a little bit um a little bit less refined you know by the time it gets to a sermon sure um you know sometimes weeks are crazy sometimes i'm battling pneumonia you know and i'm preaching with a fever um, that week, obviously the argument might not be as refined. Sometimes it is yeah. so uniquely. Uh, it's usually the, the sermons that I preach when I'm sick that are the most natural to put, be put together because it's not my strength. It's like God's strength Amen. throughout the week. It's so weird. That's interesting. Um, I don't know if there's any other preachers listening to this, but, um, it, it's a very strange experience, um, that I have, but usually it's the ones that I'm at my most and best, you know, I'm, I'm healthy. I had all this time for preparation. Sometimes those are the ones where I get things like just really wrong because it's weighing on my power sometimes mm. and I'm not yielding. Um, that's a fair point in, in some, some realms when I see something, I'm like, Oh, that's the argument. And, and I don't, uh, I don't ask the Lord to bring clarity to that matter through context and through prayer. Yeah. So, um, that's a good point. Anyhow, Argument is, is key, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and as you just said, prayer, right? That's like that's one thing that I think yeah. a lot of people neglect. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. so simple, right? Yeah. Like, saying it out loud. Oh, the eternal, all-knowing, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God yeah. desires that we speak to Him, right? Yeah. And, yeah. So that we might grow in our wisdom and knowledge of Him. Yeah. And we call that prayer. 
yet we choose to not take the little, you know, the little step to correctly mm-hmm. posture ourselves mm-hmm. before God and ask for wisdom on how to apply a passage. Mm-hmm. That's, it's so simple, pray, but <laughs> we just don't think about it. We just don't think about the value of prayer yeah. as a real mm-hmm. means to obtaining wisdom. The scripture says we can ask God for wisdom and he will yeah. give it, right? He, he will give wisdom. So, yeah. uh, if anybody ever is afraid that they might apply the text incorrectly, mm-hmm. earnestly pursue and pray actively for wisdom. Mm-hmm. Pray for wisdom. Yeah. And God will. I, I really believe when the scripture says that God will give wisdom to those who, who ask for it, yeah. then pray for wisdom. Amen. And he will give you wisdom to better understand his word mm-hmm. so that you can apply it correctly. Yeah. So I... It always sounds so simple, but that's kind of the beauty of it, right? Yeah. That we can go to our Father in Heaven and yeah. earnestly ask, and He will provide. Yeah. Amen. So just uh, as we close, shut down this episode, um, and the last one, it's been a good journey. We have to remember some of those blunders. Yes, yes. From the beginning. Sometimes mm. people jump from the text to today. And it's just a diving board into just a hodgepodge of maybe that's how it applies, but usually not. Um, yep. You know, sometimes can people lean on scripture like a drunk guy leans on a lamppost, <laughs> and, you know, more for support rather than illumination. Amen. Uh, you know, that happens a lot in the pulpit, uh, especially... Um, yeah, we won't go there, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> but it happens and, and there's other like impressionistic, you know, where they just take a glance at the text mm-hmm. and then say, ah, this is what it means. And then they go, yeah. go away. Um, and they, they go about their day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. But then also the, the spiritualized reading where, um, people take prayer really seriously but they don't take context seriously mm-hmm. um, Amen. and that that happens a lot when like um like some of the practices lectio divina oh yeah um, you gotta open it and... you open it <laughs> just one verse repeat it repeat it repeat mm-hmm. it repeat it pause listen repeat that verse repeat it um you know those things are not considering the verses before, the verses after, mm-hmm. context, no arguments, nothing. It's it's all, you are the authority of what that text means at that point. So yeah. who's to say you're wrong? It's yeah. a spiritualized endeavor. And so that, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Yeah. You can't lean on the word for what you want it to say for your situation. You can't just glance at the word and expect to know um, to get it right, sometimes you will get it right, uh, but you can't expect that to work, uh, you know, consistently. Ninety nine percent of the exactly. time, exactly. That's might right. work one percent, um, and then you cannot be the final authority over what the text means. The mm-hmm. Bible says what it says, and it means what it means. It will interpret itself. Yes, it will. And we have to discover that interpretation, mm-hmm. lest we fall into this big. Uh, arena of falling short of contextualizing the Bible. And when we fail to contextualize the Bible to our world today, guess what? God is not speaking into our day, and that's Mm -hmm. a serious issue. That's terrifying. Yeah. 
So mm. wow. I feel like I was just on a high horse. Was that a was no, that, no, was no, that, that, okay, that was a right, good, that was good summary right. because okay. that's how things happen, right? Okay. <laughs> so, right. so I think that's a really good summary. Very passionate about that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we should be. It's his word. Yeah. Yeah. I desire God to speak in our world today mm-hmm. uh, so desperately. And uh, I want us to do that well. Amen. So, well, that can that can conclude the series unless you have anything that you wanted that you were just dying to, to mention no, regarding I, application. I mean, definitely one of the hardest parts of preaching. Preachers dread it. Yeah, because it's scary. And again, because I have that internal fear uh, that... I probably shouldn't have, but I still got it, of potentially just being so focused on application that I might actually end up making it completely nonsensical. Yeah. And so I have this fear that I, and I accidentally swing the other way, Mm. pendulum swing and say, I'm going to avoid application because the theological reflection is sufficient. It points to the cross. I've spoken about Christ. A lot of preachers do. A lot of preachers yeah. don't apply the text. They just allow the Holy Spirit to do it with other people. Yeah. And they skip it. And, and you know, again, that's how I would have been. Uh, <laughs> and also technically how I was and still struggle. Yeah. Right? Because I'm like, oh, but if I do application, I'm going to be just like this person because I'm going to yeah. make the same mistakes. And it's like, hold off. Slow yeah. down. But to your, your discovery, there's a way to responsibly yes. do it. Yeah. 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 Praise be to God. Praise God. Who would have guessed yeah. that he does desire his word to be as active, sharp, and living as it is? Yes. Yeah. It is transcendent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that final sentiment. But uh, I guess we'll catch everyone on the next episode. Yes. See you later. See y'all. This podcast is a ministry of Steel Valley Church. For more information on how to participate, visit our website at steelvalleychurch.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.